In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Bad habits are hard to break, and good habits are hard to start. Ask anyone who's trying to quit smoking or start exercising. Fifty years ago, Dr. Maxwell Maltz came up with the idea that it takes at least 21 days to form a new habit. But some more modern research has shown that it takes a lot longer. Anyway, from two to eight months. And compared to eight months, 21 days sounds a lot nicer. But what this newer research confirms is something that I think we already know, but we just don't want to admit If we're going to have a new habit in our life, it has to be for the rest of our life. Peter today in the gospel reading asks a 21-day sort of question when he asks Jesus about forgiveness. In a sense, he is asking, how many more times before it works? Peter wonders how long he needs to forgive his brother before his brother stops sinning against him or before Peter just simply has to stop forgiving him altogether. In either answer, though, there is a start and a distinct end to forgiveness. But Peter will find out that when it comes to forgiveness, timelines won't work. Jesus' answer to Peter doesn't make forgiveness a part of Peter's life, but rather Jesus' answer to Peter makes forgiveness Peter's way of life. When Jesus says 70 times 7, he doesn't want Peter simply to raise his forgiveness quota, as if Jesus is changing habit-forming time from 21 days to 8 months. Rather, Jesus wants Peter to stop counting altogether because forgiveness is inherently and intimately relational rather than legal. In other words, Peter is going to be forgiving his brother for the rest of his life. When Peter understands habits, In terms of beginning and end, Jesus understands habit as the way of life. Peter treats forgiveness as a response to a law. You can either punish or forgive when someone does something wrong, but once the punishment is over and the forgiveness is over, then it's done. Now, the law actually might be helpful to regulate relationships, or behavior for relationships, I should say. But the law never constitutes or governs the actual relationship. So imagine when you were a child, and some of us might have to imagine a little bit harder than others, but remember when you were a child and your parents made you say, I'm sorry and I forgive you with your brother and or sister. Of course, when you had to forgive, you obliged your parents. You said, I forgive you. But if you were a normal child, when those words, I forgive you, were finished, you plotted. You plotted your revenge to get back at your sibling. And of course, if you were on the receiving end of that forgiveness, once 
you were forgiven, of course, you went back to the old way and bothered your brother and sister anyway. Right? See, the law can decide that it's right to help someone or it's wrong to hurt that someone, but the law can never make you friends with that someone. Forgiveness as habit is ultimately not about regulating behavior, but about maintaining and nurturing our relationships. You actually see this in the parable that Jesus tells today. The master forgives the enormous debt because this is who he is. The master forgives because he is forgiving. It wasn't as if when the compassion stopped or the pity stopped, when he forgave the servant. He forgave him, now he's not compassionate anymore. Of course it's not like that. Forgiveness actually made the relationship. Now in releasing and forgiving the servant, the master actually gives that sort of relationship to the servant. And it's a new habit for the servant. And that servant is supposed to subsequently live inside that sort of relationship. But old habits are hard to break. And the servant continued to live with the understanding that there is a start and there is a finish to forgiveness. And since the master was done forgiving him that enormous debt, he could just go back to what he was doing all along. And the master lets him have his way. And he's handed over to the jailers. That servant never imagined that forgiveness would define the rest of his life. See, when our Lord Jesus Christ forgave us our sin, the sins of the whole world from the cross, when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, he released us from our debt and gave us a whole new way of being. He gave us a new habit. And then when he rose again, ascended on high, and poured out his Holy Spirit upon us, he gave us the power to actually live in this new life. He gave us the means in which to live the habit. What Jesus did for us by forgiving all of our sin is now the very way we live. And that way we live has a form and it's in the words, I forgive you. Forgiveness being the fundamental habit of life. It is what makes existence possible for us. Forgiveness being the fundamental habit of life means that it isn't lived as part of our life. But at the very means of life. And when it isn't lived, we all know something is off. And I think we all have those ingrained things that are so deep that they're beyond conscious decision-making, even though there's probably a little thought in them. When those things don't happen, you know things are not right. Because of Jesus' work on the cross and the grave and in Pentecost, we all know something is off when family and friends sin against each other. And because of what Jesus did, we also know what needs to be done. And so we keep saying the words, I forgive you. 
We keep saying those words because we've already been forgiven much by our Lord Jesus. It is a very difficult way of life, but it is the only one where the past will not dictate the future. Whether it takes one time, seven times, 21 times, eight months worth of times, or a lifetime, Jesus keeps bidding us to forgive and in hope we believe that one day our heart and our life will in fact match the words we speak in the holy name of jesus amen